We sent Fiddy to the foul line earlier, so we started off with a lot of energy because Fiddy is angry at sports. He's angry at Major League Baseball because of the pitch clock. And because of that, we thought, okay, yesterday we were talking about it. We thought we might do over the past year because if we did all time, Fiddy would just go on the entire right. show and all the entire week. So what we did over the past year, what are Fiddy's biggest sports beefs, okay, from one calendar year? There are a few that I thought would make this list that I don't see on here, and there are a few that I'm not surprised at all. So without further ado, Fiddy, let's go to number four. What is the fourth biggest sports beef you have over the past season? Are right, you going to tell me at the end which ones you thought were going to make it that didn't make it? But number four. This really came to light during the postseason because Greg Olson got to call the Super Bowl, and he did a very adequate job. He was oh, no. he was very good at what he did, kind of like he was on the football field. He was very good. I wouldn't say he was elite. Mm-hmm. This whole this whole mythology that he is the best analyst in the game of football, and he surpassed Tony Romo, is one of the biggest is one of the biggest farces in the history of humanity. Because it was just rooted in the fact that people just don't like to hear Romo predict the plays. He has a lot of fun in the booth. I know he got some plays wrong, but that's going to happen. But I, I, I still don't get how people would much rather listen to Greg Olson, who's joined the show and is a great guy, yeah. call a game over Tony Romo. First off, it's not all his fault. Kevin Burkhart is one of the biggest stains on the history of broadcasting. Dang. The dude is terrible. So I mean, it's... I don't have any more words, Wes. It's just so strong for the most tiny of things. Kevin Burkhart out here announcing games, and this man called him a stain to the industry. Kevin Burkhart. He sounds like a Simpson character. Kent Brockman. They actually did have him on The Simpsons, didn't they? They did. I don't know. I know Kent Brockman can speak, though. If you're comparing him to Kent Brockman, then that is a compliment as far as I'm concerned. I actually agree with the sports beef here. No, I I agree with the opposite of what Fiddy is saying is what I'm saying. So you like, disagree. Right. I guess that's a <laughs> better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that I think that Greg Olson is better. Wow. I do. And, and, I, I and think what? Greg Olson got better. Does he ever get excited to be there? He's just yes. kind of like, you know, guys, we're here. We're going to call a football game and. You know, Fiddy, all somebody has to do to please you as a listener to a broadcast is yell all the time. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And say something disparaging and, or borderline. 100%. No, because because Keith Hernandez doesn't yell. He the dude falls. He's a asleep. Met. You have his jersey. I don't give a. I don't Outlier. care. He, but he he doesn't get excited. The dude falls asleep while he's calling a baseball game, and I still love it. Yeah, Greg Olson is awesome because Tony Romo. I like Tony Romo too. He just has to. He has to stop stepping on Jim Nance all the time. Maybe Jim Nance should want to talk about something other than golf. But he (laughs) wants to talk about the NFL. He's still doing that because he loves it. And if you listen to those broadcasts, I'm okay with you stepping on the play-by-play announcer every now and then for the exciting moments. I'm cool with that. I like the loud noises. I like the excitement. But just the normal, fluid play-by-play stuff, stop stepping on them. That's See, the only I, I'm, thing. I'm with Fiddy. I like Romo way better. Yeah, here I we like go, Greg Jim. Olsen. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what are, here we go with what? I can't hear Jim talk about it. Because you're Jim talking. Nance is like, you know, hello, friends. Welcome to Arrowhead Stadium. Here to call <laughs> the Chiefs and the Bengals. Yeah, I think Greg Olson's all right, but I like Romo. All right, number number three. three. Uh (laughs) This is going to be worse than calling someone a stain? You know, 
Growing up as a college basketball junkie, I used to love watching coaches in certain suits. Like, you knew I could tell how Roy Williams treated a game by the suit he was wearing and the tie that went with it. Like, I knew that it was a big game. And then the COVID year happened, and they come out here and they're wearing the sweaters and all this, you know, the, the, <laughs> the pullovers, three-quarter zip-ups and all that stuff. I thought post-COVID we'd go back to wearing suits and looking like professionals. And instead, in Hubert Davis's first game as Carolina's head basketball coach, he was wearing a rain jacket. How does this make you feel like it's important <laughs> when you're coming out there in a rain jacket, some khakis, and some Air Jordans? But then... I might have went back the other way <laughs> oh, because okay. Kim Mulkey showed up in the Final Four looking like a real-life flamingo. Mm -hmm. And look, the, the amount of confidence that woman has, if I had half that confidence, I would not be in a year-long drought, okay? But wow. I don't have that type of confidence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it annoys me to, to utter belief to watch these coaches. The games don't feel important anymore. They're just, it's like they're out there at a because AAU event. Because of what event. they're wearing. Yes. Okay. And it hasn't helped John Shire. John Shire in a suit looks normal. John Shire in a three-quarter zip-up looks like a giraffe. You keep going with giraffe. I Dude, I wish I was better at Hank Eliza is a fellow loud dresser. I really appreciate Kim Bokey. She's styling out there. Well, and plus, this, is, this has to be your biggest beef with Fitty. You, because you don't mind them not going with the suits on the side. No, no, man, you got to be comfortable. Man, you got that hot and yelling and all that type of stuff, man. I, I'm for it. Be comfortable. I do like suits back in the day. Pat Riley and stuff like that used to be styling out there. Yeah. It's cool, but I could imagine. I don't like working in a suit every day, so I could imagine how annoying that would be coaching basketball, getting hot and aggravated in a suit. Do you regret Bob Huggins not being on your least favorite coaches of all time list when we did this back a while ago? There wasn't enough space to put his fat ass on there. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, I don't... I'm ah. Let's go. <laughs> so, God, I hate him so much. I'm so angry. What's number two? Oh, He's, number this two. Is gonna okay, you know, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah this is God. We're not going to number Jason, one. Jason, you're my man, baby. Let me say that before you get started. I do not reflect these views. You know, I thought after Rashad McCants, <laughs> we, we we were done, you know, with, with people literally exiling themselves from the Carolina family, the greatest sports fraternity on the face of the earth. And then Jason Capel had to go join his dumbass brother in Pittsburgh and sell his soul to a program that's never going to achieve anything of remote success in the history of, or for the remainder of time. <laughs> Because this jabroni, the last two yeah. years, and credit to Pitt, they've come to Carolina and they've beaten the Tar Heels in the Smith Center. It's a really hard thing to do. But every time he does it, he makes an ass out of himself and he wants to be celebrated. And I held this bleep down when Matt Doherty was here. You held down an 8-20 team, bro. What's there to be excited about? The guy, the guy might be the biggest fraud to ever put on the North Carolina jersey. He might be worse than McCants. We're not even at number one yet. <laughs> We've only got through three. Yeah. Not rapid fire <laughs> over here today. Wes, Wes, is, uh, Wes is in pain hearing some of this. So I'm am I. I'm just sitting here with my eyes closed. I'm just yeah. this, I'm absorbing it. Yeah, he's so yeah. bad, dude. Like He's the one guy Wes called me out this morning. You don't keep the same energy. Bring Jason Capel in the studio. Oh, no. And I, I will keep the same energy. I want to move on from this. Number one, it's finally <laughs> here. Let's get to it. What you got for us? Buddy? I've got two baseball games on in the studio, and it just re... Just re... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Aggravation? Reiterates. Yeah, reiterates, re-aggravates. Dude, the pitch clock in Major League Baseball might be 
It's 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 the worst rule in sports. It's worse than if you fumble the ball out of bounds, the 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 defense gets it on their opposing oh, twenty. Oh, that is the worst. Which is a complete oh, and utterly dumb rule. So is speeding up the games to the level that they have. Where did you have games that are shorter than movies now? And I got to pay four times more to go watch a baseball game than I got to go watch probably some middle of the road movie. It's so bad, and I cannot wait till Rob Manfred gets voted out, and he's on the commissioner of Major League Baseball. And you see what happens in politics with Major League Baseball. The next commissioner comes in and undoes everything that his predecessor has done. Because this guy has single-handedly ruined America's pastime. <laughs> it's Rob Manfred's fault. All of it. I like the idea, Fiddy. Have you ever been to a Major League Baseball game before? No. I like really? that you are wow, so much for the that. fan. Having not been there, but maybe if they were cheaper, you would go, right? This is all Willie's fault, though. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, like, I have begged Willie. I've got fat stacks. I can pay my own way. Let's go to New York and go watch the Mets play. Okay. And um, this man has more excuses than a woman not wanting to go on a date with me. No, I mean, that was an epic wow. segment of just sounding off. We had to do a top four because we knew top five would be way too much and we would not have enough time. No, no Aaron Rodgers, no LeBron because he acts... No Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. We thought is he one. would not omit. And um, those are my top two. I thought maybe it's a little bit underground because it's not like we spent a whole week on it. But we did talk that one day about Terquavion Smith, Armando Baycott, Baycott with the glasses. Fitty made it his profile yeah. pick. I thought that would be one that made the list, but that one didn't as well. It just left the list on a stretcher. It did. It's going to go party later. Oh, <laughs> that's a great one. Honestly, I like that joke. I can't it's lie. Worth- I'm just sitting there watching a few minutes of baseball and I'm enjoying the pace. All right. There we go. Disagreeing with Finney's number one sports beef of the past year.